of Soul Food. I'm Dr. Alvin Summers, pastor of East Campus of First Baptist Church in the entry of Marshville, North Carolina. It is my intent over the next few weeks to talk about prayer and to dive into certain prayers we've heard over the course of our lives that were that have now become famous, but we may not have necessarily known where they came from. The first prayer I want to look at is a prayer by Reinhold Niebuhr called the Serenity Prayer. Uh, Reinhold Niebuhr was born um, in 1892, June 21st, 1892, in Wright City, Missouri. He was an American Protestant theologian, and he was on the political front. He criticized um, modern, the modern Christian thought of his day. And by all standards, he would have been considered a socialist. Uh, but all at the same time, he was a devout believer in God and his word. However, he would have rubbed some people the wrong way. Early in his life, um, he took after his dad, who was also a preacher. He graduated uh, from their denominational schools in Elmhurst College in Illinois. Uh, as well as Eden Theological Seminary in St. Louis, Missouri. And then later on, um, he did some other work at Yale Divinity School. But amid that, there was this tension in Reinhold Niebuhr with where humans were in their everyday action and where God was and how human beings interpreted what they heard God say via his word, which led to the way he interacted in culture. So with that kind of as a backdrop, you know, this tension in his heart between humans and God and how we responded to God, we can hear better the serenity prayer he prays. He says, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. The courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. Now, that's where most of us end. We that's, that's all we know about the serenity prayer. But it goes on from there. It says, living one day at a time, enjoying one moment at a time, accepting hardship as a pathway to peace, taking, as Jesus did, this sinful world as it is, not as I would have it, trusting that you will make all things right if I surrender to your will so that I may be reasonably happy in this life and supremely happy with you forever in the next. And then he says, amen. Now, when we hear the first portion of the prayer, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, we hear Ryan Holt saying, there's this tension in my heart with what I'm looking at. It does not make sense. It does not pan out. So God, grant me the serenity, the peace of mind to accept the things that I cannot change and then the courage to change the things I can. I don't want to be found not participating in culture to make it diff make a difference when I can, but I don't have the courage. So Lord, give me the courage to face hard issues, face the tumult of people, how they would say what they're going to say about what I say or don't say. Give me the courage to do that. But also, Lord, give me the wisdom to know what I can't fix and what I can't do anything about. Help that not to torment me in my daily life. <clears throat> and then he turns around 
on the back end, he says, I want to live one day at a time, enjoying one moment at a time, because yesterday is gone and tomorrow may never be mine. All I have is the moment I'm living in and to worry about what may be or what has been really diminishes where I am at the time, where I am in the moment of in that moment of my life. So, Lord, give me one day at a time. Help me to enjoy this one moment at a time. And, Lord, help me to do something with <clears throat> the hardships that I face, accepting hardship as a pathway to peace, recognizing that trouble does not last always. Help me to recognize, God, that you're doing something with this hardship I have. And then, Lord, give me an attitude like you had. Help me to Tell me to take this world as it is, this sinful world as it is, but not as I would have it, but all the same breath back to the beginning. Lord, give me the courage essentially to be like you, to do something about it. So if I have to die, if I have to sacrifice, whatever I have to do, Lord, give me the strength to do it. And then his next line says, trusting that you will make all things right. So Lord, even though this world is not like I like it, even though it's not the way I would choose for it to be, Lord, help me to trust that you're making something good out of it. Something is going to be made right out of it if I would just, as he says, surrender to your will so that I may be reasonably happy in this life and supremely happy with you forever in the next. And then he concludes by saying, amen. As you pray, as you trust God in your personal life, let me say to you, wrestle with yourself. Wrestle with the issues inside of you that you know need heavenly attention. Because when we come before God, prayer is an incredible commodity. Because it enables a finite being like you and I to come into the presence of an infinite being like our creator and leave transformed and changed. So prayer is critical to the life we want to live and enjoy, as well as the peace we hope to have. So over the next few weeks, if you will allow me, let's talk about prayer. Let's talk about its power to transform all of our lives into something uh, incredible for our Savior and Lord Jesus Christ. God bless you. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Dr. Alvin Summers, pastor of East Campus of First Baptist Church Indian Trail, Marshville, North Carolina, and you've been listening to Soul Food.